Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good agency owners? This is Jordan Ross, founder of Eight Figure Agency, where we make it possible for you to build a thriving, growing eight-figure business that does not need you in the operation to grow. Today, we got a really fucking awesome episode. Someone who I just have a strong affinity for because he's the fucking man. And one of our clients, Brian Stark with uh, 100 Celsius, they're an email and SMS marketing agency for e-com businesses. Brian has had a lot of growth and success over the last six months, growing 53K in MRR. So massive success story. And, you know, this year in 2023, the next nine months, we're only going to fucking ramp it up even further, add another 50 to 100K and just help a lot more businesses. But Brian, for everyone listening that does not know you, who's Brian? What do we got to know about you? And what's your agency? Hey, what's going on, Jordan? Thanks so much for having me, man. This is awesome. Yeah, so Brian, you said it really well. I run a e-commerce email SMS direct mail marketing agency. Team of eight globally. Got folks here in the US, overseas, Canada, Australia, all sorts of cool places. Our focus is on helping do what we call like create uh, engineered dynamic moments for e-commerce brands. Um, so using channels like email, SMS, direct mail to not only help them make a lot more money, but to create awesome customer experiences. So yeah, that's that's what we do. We, we've got a lot of cool things. And like you said, the last six months have been a real whirlwind. We've done a lot of cool new things. Working with ADF has been awesome. Dialing in our ops and a lot of stuff that's allowed us to grow and do some cool, cool things in the industry. Yeah, brother. So let, let's go back six months, right? So our first month with you, we started our first of a month was in September of 2022. For those of you listening at the time of this recording, it's the start of March, 2023. So I'm looking at some of the things we did with you and I want you to reflect back on those first like one to two months. I'm looking at, you know, we had to create client reporting, a new model for your services, new newsletter for your agency, figuring out capacity, building out your fulfillment process, person fulfillment, your client roadmap, where the time is going. So we did more so capacity, and then create trainings, clarifying who's responsible for what step. What were some of the things when you reflect at the start of this journey that started to put the foundation that allowed you to grow? Some some of those things that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, there's there's a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like back six months ago, like if you think about the trajectory of the agency, it was like I was a freelancer. And we started to make really good money as a freelancer. And then it was like, okay, now I got to hire people. Like all hell broke loose, right? Like it was just like, tried to grow the team, tried to take on more business. And then what ended up happening is like, I've got more overhead. I have more people. I'm still doing way more work, right? Like I'm still doing a ton of different things. And now I'm trying to manage a team and learn how to do that for the first time. Then from the client side, 
when we came to you guys, we were just like really vague about everything that we did, right? So it's like we would come in and we were like, you're going to get a great email marketing system. Like we're going to help you make a lot more money. We're going to just take over your email marketing program, right? Which was causing all sorts of problems for us. We had like massive scope creep. We were way over indexed on unprofitable clients. And so, yeah, just exactly what you said, we, we had to do a lot of work around just clarification, especially around things like our service lines, our scope, who does what, what we do, what we charge for things. So I had to do a lot of like really unsexy stuff to dial that in. That's had a huge impact on our ability to control profitability, control scope, and even sign some much bigger deals than we were previously. Mm-hmm. So let's just quickly recap. So when we met, you were still at the beginning, you know, like 30, got a few team members. I remember you were wor- really working with an ops guy who ended up not being the best fit to like help you scale. But you're like in this transition, I'm no longer freelancer. I have a team, but you know, this is my first rodeo in terms of me being an entrepreneur with my first agency. So there's a lot of ambiguities that's led to vagueness in our offer. That's led to like, we're overextending. We have some unprofitable clients. And when we started working with this layer, let's bring some structure to this. Let's rework the offer. Let's figure out what our capacity is, what we could actually allocate. Let's start building that templatized service, that workflow. And when we started doing that, and I actually wasn't anticipating you saying that, it led to just more clarity on how you communicate with your clients, how you set clear boundaries. And that allowed you to, did you let go of any unprofitable clients? Like, how did that process work itself out? We did, yeah. It was actually a pretty rough experience. Lawsuit threatened and like all sorts of like really not good. We had a client that was our biggest client. You know, they were paying us, uh, I think, $12,000 a month. And yeah, we fired them. <laughs> and like, wow. We, yeah, we parted ways. And when we were doing our time analysis and everything, we were probably spending 40 to 50% of our total time as an agency servicing that one client, which they're big, but not that big, right? And we they were also just kind of assets to our team. <laughs> and so we, you know, a, a bunch of different things. We really got clear on uh, not only just like scope and profitability, but like a little bit more clarity on like the types of brands that we do and do not want to work with as partners. I love that. It- that type of work is it's actually not the most common work we do with our clients. So that's actually more of a unique thing, how we focus on where's the time being attributed for the whole business. Okay, we are not profitable for this client. If we drop this one client and get two or three more, we'll actually be able to have way more capacity, be way more profitable. So just on that one instance, looking back five months later, mm-hmm. six months later, what was the result of dropping that client for your agency? Because that's unique. Not many people do that. Yeah, freed up a lot of a lot of tangible and emotional capacity. So it had benefits across the spectrum. I think one thing it allowed us to do tangibly was we've been going through this gradual rebalancing of kind of some of these legacy clients churning out, bringing in new ones with a much clearer scope of work, much Are better. Is your price point higher too? Yeah, price points higher. Nice. Much clearer scope, better expectations, focusing on more profitable, easier to fulfill type service lines as where we can and splitting things out where before it was all grouped together in a vague element. And then also the other thing too, is it just like when you as an agency owner are willing to make some tough decisions 
like that, like let go of a client that is bringing your team down. I think it went a long way for the team too. They just felt like they could see that I was willing to do something that was in their best interest and was putting them first as the as a team. It creates so much loyalty. Like I could only imagine the amount of loyalty they now if they didn't already feel it for you. Holy shit. Like I remember we we fired two clients in the last like four months. And I remember the consultant that told me this guy sucks and I fired him immediately. And he hadn't even been with us for like two days. You know, the trust that I built with that guy was huge. So I can same thing for you. So early goings, we restructure the offer, we dial in our scope of work, we align with our time, our capacity constraints, we start to build our workflow, our templatization. And I heard a byproduct of that was you increase your prices. Mm. Like what percentage did you increase prices by as a result of being able to get more clear and dial this stuff in? Yeah, we just about probably if we talk about like our top price points per client before and then once we got really clear scoped everything out our top price points now it's probably 70 80 percent higher like we almost doubled yeah that's beautiful yeah and it's so interesting sometimes like what's the best way to grow just get clear on the offer and if we increase our prices if you hadn't changed your prices, you might have like 20K less in MRR over that same, same time frame. I love that. So let's just kind of go open-ended, right? Over the last five months, there's been a lot of shit. What are some of the things that I haven't asked you about? Because we really only honed it on the first month or so. Mm-hmm. Since then, that you also built out that have had an impact for your business and have really allowed you guys to grow. Man, yeah, a couple things. The service line work has been really impactful and also like one thing that's allowed us to front load some money and improve cash flow has been like introducing kind of like a prepay, like different options for more flexibility. Like for example, we signed a $30,000 invoice paid in full, right? This Mm. last month. And it was, you know, three months brought forward with it for a 10% discount. So it's just like things like that, that once you get more clarity, you actually have a platform to be able to like quantifiably price and like do proposals that I think for like larger clients that are a little bit more upmarket, they like seeing that clarity and they like having the confidence that like there's a rationale behind your price point. Man, some other things like really dialing in our front, our uh, front end offer and the fulfillment of that and mapping out all of the steps to actually fulfill that offer before we actually move to the retainer agreement has been huge. Because before I was probably spending 15 to 20 hours every time we personally, we did one of these front end consulting offers for a client. It's like the really valuable. Now we're down to the point where I'm probably spending four hours, three to four hours. And I'm trying to get it down even lower. Scaling your agency month over month is hard. You have to work on delivery and worry about retention and sales, appointments, managing your team, and so much more. I was able to grow a multi seven-figure business and remove myself completely from the day-to-day operation. If you want to do the same, I will show you the exact process I followed to hit the $2 million per year run rate and completely remove myself from the operation. 
If you want to build the dream business and live the life of your dreams, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. I will show you how to build a business that can grow and operate without needing you. Once again, this is eightfigureagency.co forward slash value, and I will give you my best training ever for free. Here's a question because I love that and just kudos on all of this, right? Like being able to cash a $30,000 invoice is fucking nice. And now that you did that once, you can do it again and again. But what do you think is going to be the impact of saving every time you bring on a new client? You're saving like 12, minimum, you just said 12 hours. Where is that time being reallocated? Because I think a lot of people sometimes don't really understand the value. I talk about higher leveraged activities. High leverage is I, as a founder, can go work on something that's going to make us more money or make us grow. Now that you're saving every time you bring on a new client 12 hours, where is that going and how is that going to impact your growth? And why is that relevant for everyone listening to? Yeah. So <laughs> this is the unfortunate answer. Like recently has been that time has actually been reallocated to our backend service lines. Mm. Which now, right, as we're growing, so we're having like new areas that we need to be building again. What would be the opportunity cost if you didn't have that time, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, we just couldn't do it. Like, we, honestly, it's been it's been mission critical. It opens up our capacity for new more new clients because before we just couldn't we like legitimately could not bring on more clients. There's been a lot of times in the agency where just like, I would love to work with you. I just can't like we don't have the capacity. Now with this front end offer and having the out of the fulfillment largely for that offer, it's so much easier for us to actually bring on more clients. And then we can feather the transition to our ongoing higher ticket retainer stuff on the back end easier um, and kind of staff up and stuff. It's made a big impact. And a lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now is systemizing and templatizing and building out workflows and trainings and everything for everything on our back end so that I can we can increase our capacity without necessarily having to proportionally increase our staff. So this is huge, right? You're freeing up time to build the systems that's going to allow you to grow, Matt, right? Because you said it, a lot of times your growth is just a capacity thing. We can't take on more. So mm. I think the game of, of running a business, it's constantly, do I need to get more leads? Do I need to increase my closing rate? Do I need to increase my LTV or do I need to increase my capacity? That's it. It's those four variables. Yeah. Right. So you guys are in a, a stage where you're now working on increasing capacity. What are you actually doing though? Because I think people hearing that, they're like, there might be founders that are like, what does that actually mean? How are you doing that? So between you and Matt, and for those who are not listening, Matt mm-hmm. is the new COO of 8F, 8 Figure Agency, and he's the consultant working with Brian. So that's when I refer to Matt. That's who we're talking about. But what are you and Matt doing, or what have you identified that is helping you do that? One of the big things is just um, externalizing the specialized knowledge that I have that other people on the team don't and creating like frameworks for all of the core flows that we like email series and flows and forms and all of those strategies like are, you know, we're documenting that, right? Like Mm -hmm. creating trainings and a lot of what I'm trying to do too is just like, how do we take 
if we're talking like if it took, you know, five hours to create a flow start to finish for a client or whatever, how do we get that down to two hours? Or how do we break it out from like copy, design, QA? How do we at least rapidly do the copy, you know? And what are the things that we can outsource overseas versus like need like a native speaker? It's There's a lot of moving parts for what we do as an email agency. And uh, so, yeah, really building up frameworks, trainings, and also like you talk about this a lot, SOPs versus trainings. We've, we've come gonna up bring with- that up. Yeah, we've come up with a really great, I mean, awesome workflow for creating SOPs. So it's like, for what me, like I film loom videos, it's like what you talk about, right? It's like we have a form that we set up internally. I just film a loom video or anybody on my team talking, walking through a process, throw it into a, a form with a little brief. It goes into an SOP creation queue and I have an assistant that's like trained and focusing on process documentation. And then it turns around and he actually adds it straight into our knowledge base. So it's like, it's effortless. Trainings are a little bit different. You know, I, he, I'm training him to create, do the process documentation for the trainings themselves. But like a lot of it is like, how do you, something's going wrong with the Clavio account. What do you do to fix it? Like what, what's the logical progression that you go through? And that's the stuff that I'm like working on documenting. Yeah. And guys, for those of you listening, Brian, great call out, right? SOPs tell people what to do. Trainings teach people how to think. It takes a long fucking time to build all of your trainings. And then a lot of times, sometimes you'll do a lot of time in trainings and then Clavia will change and now you need to make new ones, right? Because like I'm even making new, like we're improving our service, right? So from when you joined, you joined six months ago. We've like, our price has increased by like 33% too, right? So we've added more shit. And hey, shout out to you for getting that legacy pricing. A, when we do this, I have to make new trainings. And I think a lot of people think about, oh, I want to systematize my agency or you as a listener might be thinking about, I want to grow this business into a fucking machine of an operation. There is so much time that takes into actually committing to do that. You have to make a lot of videos for the training for you, right? If if this breaks in Clavia, what do you do? There is an if then, if this breaks, the then, there could be five to 10 thens. Then you have to check this. You have to check this. You have to look at this. You have to review this. This might like there could be twenty different things someone has to do. Yeah. And you have to build a workflow and training for each one. Those fucking it takes a lot of time, but that's the power of Loom. And it's the power of I think I'm a really like what I found is that like any friction in that process of creating those and getting those documented and created like if you do if you're on the hook to do it yourself, at least for me it just like wasn't going to get done. It was kind of like when I was like living in New York, you know, and I, we'd always joke when we lived within walking distance of Central Park, we went 10 times more than when we had to take a five minute subway ride. Right. And it's kind of like if you have a process to allow yourself to do that, it's worth the investment. How do you think the accountability of ADAF and Matt specifically has driven like your, your ex, you're like on an exponential curve or like it's not linear. It's like, you know, there is an increased shift compared to where you where you came in. How do you think just the accountability and the presence of having like a partner like that with you is impacting that, that accountability to do the annoying things? It's not sexy. It's not fun. You have to do it. Like, how is that impacting just your personal performance as an owner to work on the business and do the things that actually grow it? Yeah, it's been huge. It's been huge. I think probably like a lot of, 
people that have that entrepreneurial itch, like you constantly have new ideas. I think a big, a huge thing that Matt has helped me with is like staying the course and not just like, you'll ask Matt and he'll, he'll be like, yeah, Brian shows up to these calls and it's like every call he's like, I've been thinking maybe I need to completely redo the way that I do things. I'm still, there is an element of like, I'm, you know, I, like I, I find myself wanting to be like, how can I make this simpler? How do I like, how do I make what I do? All that to say, like, if Matt wasn't there, just being like, dude, that's a question for like six months later for now, just like go build your freaking pricing structure. <laughs> like go like take that next step. I think I would not be doing as well as, you know, we are right now and would, would be much further back in that process. It's such an interesting thing because as entrepreneurs, right? The most common entrepreneur, you and I share that same characteristic is like, we see a million ways to make more money and optimize. Once you really get it, once you really fucking get it, which it takes a while to, growth is literally just staying on the same path, doing the same thing, getting really fucking good at it, not changing, not adding more things, not adding more features and benefits, getting really good at one thing, totally systematizing it until it's so dialed in, you have a funnel closing process, um, fulfillment process, retention process, so that such that you can now go build something else and that thing will continue to grow. That is when, and I think for my business, right? I learned the hard way last year. I tried to buy into a second business last year, which was a shit show. Um, and then I basically took that, I bought in and then I gave my equity back, but I didn't get a refund. I basically took that process in-house instead, but I was able to build a second department. So that's our Airtable department now because everything for the core offer, like, Appointment setting, sales, right? Everything was so streamlined and I didn't have to be putting a lot of time into the second department. So having a partner to keep you just on the path, like, all right, just keep doing the same thing we'll talk about in six months and it will all work out, I promise you. That's such an interesting reframe. I love that. Yeah, he also, you know, Matt obviously is incredible. Fucking um, That's why godsend. He's really now. Yeah. Godsend, I love him so much. I'm so grateful. Let's talk about the next six months. Where do you see your agency going in the next six months? How are you guys going to, you know, add another 50K in MRR over the next six months? Um, what's the strategy and what are the things you have to build to do that? We're making some awesome progress on that capacity question. So I think what is going to be, what we're, what we're going to be really focused on, I mean, we're, we are, um, it's been the weakest element of my agency so far is like an, a proper lead generation business, like new opportunity generation system. We've gotten really lucky in that like we get great referrals, you know, and we do such good work for our clients that like that's been the primary driver. Really filling our pipeline for the front end is for our front end offer is going to be huge. We're going to increase the prices for that offer and make it continue making it like the most no-brainer offer that any e-commerce brand that wants to know how they can grow their business with CRM marketing and create better experiences. It's like it's gonna it's it's already a no-brainer. It's gonna be an incredible. And you're gonna go on Twitter and post more. Yeah. You had that one banger <laughs> and you get like a thousand I'm looking, you're sitting at nearly thirteen hundred followers. And I remember looking at them. These are really, dude, your followers are good. Like I'm looking at your page, your first page, head of growth at e-commerce agency, um, agency founder, 
e-com investor, founder of an e-com brand, founder of an e-com brand that has done $100 million in sales, founder of an e-com brand, founder of a $25 million e-com brand. Dude, you, when we dial this in this year, yo, I think Twitter is going to be gargantuan for you. You have an agency owner following. And I, I'm not skipping. These are like, you have a agency owner for e-com brands, 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 e-com agency owner, agency owner, e-com owner. You have so many people that you could sell to or collaborate with for referrals. Oh, you God, you're just putting the work, man. And I mean, dude, you have 1,200 people. You could go and just hit the DMs, right? So we'll, yeah. we'll get back to that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's very top of mind. So I mean, I think that that's, that's the thing too. My, I think my tendency is, and this is something, another thing Matt is helping with is like, bro, a lot of those problems are just going to get solved by more, more business Yep. versus feeling like you have to go spend all your time on fulfillment and operations. 100% more money usually solves many things. So, yeah. So that's, that's the thing. And then, you know, my, my goal is really like, I have a couple like really great leadership folks on my team that were, are kind of one person stepping into a different role, more of like an agency director role for us coming up pretty quickly. And she's incredible. So just kind of empowering that leadership team and helping like get really get the fulfillment off my plate so I can focus on yeah. getting this out there. More. And we, and we will. Awesome. So Brian, for everyone listening that's hearing you, they've heard your success, they've heard you've added 53K MRR the last six months, and they may be considering ADAF. What would you have to say for those people that are considering and wanting to potentially work with ADAF? Just do it. Just like really, really do. I mean, you don't get extra points for doing this alone. And if you're not like tapping into the collective knowledge of Jordan and the team and Somebody that like a, a a group that really knows what it looks like and knows they know what you want to do and and they can help you get there, and it's super worth it. Well, you guys heard it here first. Just do it from Brian, not me. Awesome, Brian. For those of the listeners that want to follow you, get in touch with you. Where can they do that? Yeah, help me bump my Twitter following up. Uh, so you can go. Uh, you can go over follow me. It's Brian D Stark over on Twitter. LinkedIn, pretty active. Uh, website is 100celsius.co. That's heard of your first. Brian, thank you so much, brother. What is good, agency owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you were looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.